Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. We've got lots to talk about, uh, but I suppose I just want to start off by uh, thanking the good folks uh, who have come into the studio to help clean up the place a little bit, disinfect the place. You can never take these things for granted, Ryan, you know. <laughs> I think it's really nice that uh, we still have this... Uh, have that reassurance. Yeah, yeah, this sort of reassurance. Thank you again, guys. Okay, let's talk about the big headline this morning. They've decided and they've announced it. Markets were pricing it in Yes today, but it is certain 75 basis points hike. As far as the language is concerned, there is potential for another 75 basis point hike at the next FOMC meeting. That's right, Alice. So let's break it down. So you've got the 75 basis points hike coming through. We were talking about 50 not too long ago, but it looks like the Fed has acknowledged and responded accordingly, recognizing that it has to front load even more and become even more aggressive mm. in light of the hotter than expected inflation numbers, especially last Friday with the consumer price index for May coming in at 8.6%. So that was the 40 year high numbers, and of course, the Fed recognizing rising prices across the US and many places, uh, that has been an issue for a long time and now they are intensifying efforts to cool prices and this is also seeing them raise their forecast for rates this year to 3.4% by December yes, yes. and 3.8% by the end of next year. That's a huge jump from 1.9% that they were just forecasting three months ago and 2.8% for next year just three months ago. So that's a huge jump. Looking at the market reactions, it has been quite a bit of relief and it's interesting to see how that's been playing out. Even though we had a huge rate hike, I think what markets took away from the entire FOMC meeting is how Fashion Jerome Powell took away the risk of a string of huge rate hike. So he's saying, right. you know, maybe next meeting in July, maybe you'll get 50 or 75 basis points. Uh, but beyond that, he did not commit to any big hikes down the road. So I think markets were quite reassured that it would not be a string of rate hikes. So not as hawkish as initial statement. Well, there was some commitment in the sense that the committee came out to say they expect inflation to return to its 2% objective and hence this sort of aggressive approach that yeah. we're seeing. It's quite interesting to look into the language of the policy statement. So there is a bit of a nuance adjustment. So yeah. like you pointed out, the committee expects inflation to return to its 2% objective. It's different from the language they are now trying to use. They are now saying they are strongly committed to returning. So from previous expectations that it will return, they are now saying they will be strongly committed to steering it towards their objective. So recognition that things are really rising at a more alarming pace and to some extent they don't have a full grip on how to steer those prices back to their objective of 2%. I want to dive into details or, or a bit of analysis on how the world really could be hit. What kind of global ramifications does an aggressive Fed have? A couple of things being thrown out there by various analysts include a global recession, that mm. sort of ripple effect, the central bank knock-on effect, the ECB is meeting, so we'll see what happens there. There's an even interesting one called a profit recession, but 
what are you seeing as far as the analyst committee is concerned? Uh, the expectations of, you know, the ripple effects of these aggressive rate hikes? Yeah, the R word has been bandied around for quite some time. <laughs> we are talking about a potential recession. I think what's worth noting is that the bets of that happening are going up. So that is worth noting. If you look at the latest to join the bandwagon of potential recession forecasts, Wells Fargo is now expecting it to happen in mid-2023, a mild recession. So it's always a bit of a trade-off, right? You want to address inflation, you raise your rates. But at the same time, that will have an impact on the economy because it means it will cost more to borrow and that might mean companies will do less when it comes to the economy. And it's a bit of a trade-off. How much do you calibrate to make sure you still get enough growth that things don't get into a recession? But at the same time, some analysts are saying, you need a recession to reset these prices yeah. to just bring back those high prices to where they need it to be. So in some cases, they are saying it's inevitable. You will be getting a recession. And looking at some of the estimates coming through from uh, at least Bloomberg Economics, they are talking about a three in four probability that they will get, the US will get a downturn by the start of 2024. Okay, that's interesting that you bring up 2024, right? Because we talk about how you need the recession to reset, Hmm. R to R, right? But not everyone in America would be that, or even globally, would understand these mechanics need to happen in order to get back to normal in that sense. And you say, downturn by the start of 2024, isn't that when potentially we could have a second Joe Biden presidential term? Mm. Now, you get frustrated Americans, could that affect his potential bid for another term? Yeah, so that's where politics comes in, into the implications. Um, So you have in the backdrop for quite some time, rising prices in the US. You've seen how gas prices has been sending a lot of people up in arms. That has been something Joe Biden has been trying hard to address, talking about, you know, erasing or unwinding the tariffs that Donald Trump put forth on China and many other places. So that's been some of his areas he's been trying to look at. But if he is not able to get a grip on the economy and people continue to get upset, especially if rates go up and then you get a recession, that could damage his chances of being re-elected. So your guess is going to be as good as anyone's how that could play out for his re-election hopes. Yeah, and it's not just his chances, but rather the Democrats' chances because the Republicans will have their own agenda or or stance on that, especially if, you know, one of them is a businessman in the form of Donald Trump, who you're observing something (laughs) interesting. Uh, His son is a little bit unhappy. His son is actually calling for his supporters to sign his dad's (laughs) birthday card and to pay for the privilege of doing so. So here is how it works. Now, he's sent a email invitation to all his supporters to say, hey, my dad's having his birthday and you can sign it. It's the only official exclusive Donald Trump birthday card. You can sign it, but you must first pledge at least $1. We pay for it. (laughs) No. (laughs) To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.